The United States and Mexico become the latest countries in the world to approve the emergency use of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. South Korea makes another grim record Friday after confirming its highest daily COVID-19 increase since February at 950. Worldwide infections surpassed 70 million. And the U.S. Supreme Court junks an election challenge backed by President Donald Trump, seeking to throw out voting results in four states. Good afternoon, I'm Rain Musni. Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. The U.S. has authorized the use of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. America's Food and Drug Administration on Friday granted emergency use authorization for the vaccine. President Donald Trump says the first shot will be administered in less than 24 hours. Healthcare workers and elderly people are expected to be the first recipients. We have made sure that this vaccine will be free for all Americans. Through our partnership with FedEx and UPS, we have already begun shipping the vaccine to every state and zip code in the country. When the China virus invaded our shores, I promised that we would produce a vaccine in record time before the end of the year. They said it couldn't be done, but with today's announcement, we have now achieved that goal. The United States is the first nation in the world to produce a verifiably safe and effective vaccine. The news marks a turning point in the United States where the pandemic has killed nearly 300,000 people. Developed with German partner BioNTech, the vaccine had shown to be 95% effective in preventing COVID-19 in a late-stage trial. The emergency use of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine has also been approved in Mexico. The country's health regulator, Cofepris, issued the authorization Friday after its 24-member advisory committee unanimously approved the use of the vaccine. Mexico's government has already inked an agreement with Pfizer to acquire over 34 million doses of its vaccine. The first batch is expected to arrive this month. Britain, Bahrain and Canada are the first three countries to approve the Pfizer vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccine developed by AstraZeneca will no longer undergo clinical trials in the Philippines. Christine Sabilio tells us why. With the United Kingdom already mass inoculating its citizens, many were worried upon hearing that the Pfizer vaccine it was using caused allergic reactions for some patients. Philippine government officials and experts said allergy warnings are normal. Ang mga gamot at saka bakuna na ibinibigay sa atin ng ating mga doktor, ito ay foreign materials. No? Nakapagpinasok yan sa ating katawan, maaring mag-react ang ating katawan differently. And it's going to be different across the different individuals. For the health department, this is why it is important to screen vaccine recipients and to ask if they have allergies. A health official from Russia said that those taking the country's Sputnik vaccine should not take alcohol two weeks before and 42 days after being vaccinated. A valid reminder according to the Philippine Health Department. When you drink alcohol, especially if you drink it too much, bumababa po ang immunity natin. And when you receive a vaccine, para mag-work maigi sa inyo ang bakuna, kailangan robust ang system mo. No? Yung immune system mo ay maayos para nakakapag-develop ng maayos na antibodies ang iyong katawan. But Sputnik developer Dr. Alexander Ginsberg was quoted as saying that having one glass of champagne should not be harmful. 
Gamaleya Institute, which developed the Sputnik vaccine, is still completing its requirements to run clinical trials in the Philippines. Meanwhile, AstraZeneca has withdrawn its application. According to the Philippines Food and Drug Administration, the UK-based pharmaceutical company has deemed their data sufficient to show the efficacy of its vaccine. The FDA says it now has the applications for clinical trials of Chinese firms Sinovac and Clover Biopharmaceuticals. Aside from those two, the health department says Johnson & Johnson's Janssen unit will also now undergo evaluation of the FDA after passing the Vaccine Experts Panel and Ethics Review Board. In Canada, an initial 30,000 doses of Pfizer's vaccine are expected to arrive at 14 distribution sites by Monday. Ontario plans to begin administering vaccinations in Toronto and Ottawa on Tuesday. But while vaccination efforts of several countries are gathering speed, Australia notes it will not rush approval of Pfizer's vaccine. The country's regulator is expected to approve the drug by late January. We want to ensure that Australians, and I think all of us feel very strongly this way, have full confidence absolute full confidence that when it gets the tick, they can get the jab. Christine Sabilio, ABS-CBN News. South Korea reports 950 new COVID-19 cases Friday, the highest daily count since February 29. Or 29. Majority of the new cases were locally transmitted from Seoul and neighboring areas. Prime Minister Chung Shae-kyun called it a critical crisis, ordering the dispatch of 800 military, police and government workers to help track down potential patients. The third wave of the coronavirus outbreak comes despite tougher social distancing rules in the country. The surge was also a huge blow to South Korea's pandemic fighting system, which successfully used invasive tracing, testing and quarantine. COVID-19 cases all over the world breach 70 million. The death toll is now at 1.5 million, while recoveries are at 45 million. The World Health Organization says coronavirus fatalities have increased 60% in the last six weeks, noting that the pandemic is still worsening in much of the world. The warning comes as countries scramble to secure enough doses of COVID-19 vaccines. The WHO assures low- and middle-income countries nearly 1 billion doses of leading vaccine candidates have been secured for them as part of its so-called COVAX program. It's also expected to make decisions on whether to give emergency use approval to COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca in the coming weeks. The data will only be considered for an emergency use license when there is some phase three clinical trial uh, results available. And so there are only a couple of companies now that have uh, those phase three results and, and those are interim results. And so we've started with the Pfizer dossier. We expect also to have the uh, Moderna uh, followed by the AstraZeneca uh, dossiers examined in the next few weeks. And we will be coming out uh, with, uh, with the decision. Uh, whether it is receiving an emergency use uh, license or not. COVID-19 cases in the Philippines have climbed to 447,000. That's after the health department reported 1,500 new infections on Friday, with most of them coming from Davao City, Rizal Province, and Quezon City. But overall, this is the 12th straight day that additional coronavirus cases in the country countered fewer 
than 2,000. The DOH says there will be no adjustment in the current lockdown in Metro Manila this holiday season unless COVID-19 cases spike. The death toll now stands at 8,700, while recoveries are at 409,300. The number of Filipinos abroad who have contracted COVID-19 rises to more than 12,000. That's after the Philippine Foreign Affairs Department confirmed 591 new infections on Friday instead of the usual double-digit rise in the daily case count. The agency says the sudden spike in fresh cases were due to belated reports in one country in the Asia-Pacific region. But the Middle East and Africa region still accounts for more, most of the infections. The death toll among overseas Filipinos now stands at 860, while recoveries are at close to 8,000. This brings the number of active cases to over 3,000. As some countries begin immunizing their citizens against COVID-19, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres reiterates a vaccine cannot undo the damage the pandemic has caused and the various inequalities it has exposed. That's why he's calling for a global reset as 2020 comes to an end. Guterres says the only way to move forward is with human solidarity. We face the biggest global recession in eight decades. Extreme poverty is rising, the threat of famine looms. These intergenerational impacts are the result of long-term fragilities, inequalities and injustices that have been exposed by the pandemic. The COVID-19 crisis has shown above all the urgent need for human solidarity. Global governments must be based on the recognition that such solidarity is not only a moral imperative, it is in everyone's interests. We can only tackle shared threats through shared resolve. Philippine House lawmakers extend until next year a stimulus package that allots 10 billion pesos for coronavirus vaccines. But progressive lawmakers fear the funds may be misused for election campaigns. This report from RG Cruz. Philippine House lawmakers approve a substitute bill to give the government until June of next year to spend the funds under the Bayanihan to Recover as One Act or Bayanihan II which has 10 billion pesos allotted for COVID-19 vaccines. Without the extension, the law will expire December 19th and revert all funds to the Treasury. Just last Wednesday, the House approved on second reading a bill giving the government one more year to spend the 2020 budget and continue projects affected by the pandemic. Without this, the funds will likewise revert to the Treasury by December 31st. But lawmakers clarified they only extended the availability of the funds. President Duterte's emergency power to discontinue projects and realign funds for pandemic response will still expire on December 19th as scheduled. We do not want to have an extension of the emergency powers. That is why we are clearly uh, providing what are those to be extended by the substitute bill. The budget department has asked the president to certify the bill as urgent so it can breeze through the legislative mill. However, the amount of funds unspent under the Bayanihan 2 and the 2020 budget is still unknown. For progressive lawmakers, this is proof of inefficiency, and they fear the funds may be misused. Alam, ang na 
We are specifically concerned that the vaccine funds may be used in the election campaign or as pork barrel. Despite the Duterte regime's repeated emphasis on COVID-19 vaccines, almost the entire 72.5 billion COVID-19 vaccination program in the 2021 budget is in the form of lump sum, unprogrammed funds, the spending of which will be subject to President Duterte's discretion, vaccine pork. That is highly vulnerable to patronage, corruption, and election need, especially as it will be administered in the run-up to the 2022 elections. Marikina Representative Stella Kimbo, however, thinks the vaccine funds right now are just enough for the poorest of the poor and not for herd immunity. Kimbo has been pushing for a third Bayanihan law to address spending concerns from the pandemic. R.G. Cruz, EBS-CBN News. Philippine Senator Panfilo Lacson urges President Rodrigo Duterte to veto what he sees as questionable entries in next year's national budget. Lacson's main issue is the budget allocation for the Public Works Department, which he had recommended slashing by around 60 billion pesos. But instead, Lacson says the agency's budget was raised by nearly 28 billion to the expense of other agencies, including the ICT and Defense Departments. Loxon also claims 83 billion pesos for infrastructure projects were realigned to other areas. He believes the greed of some lawmakers made them prioritize their pet projects over the country's COVID-19 response, perhaps in preparation for the 2022 elections. We all know for a fact that there are attendant corruption involved pagdating sa mga pet projects ng mga congressmen or ng mga legislators, not everybody, you know. Pero some, uh, minsan sila na mismo contractor. Kaya pinupuno nila ng projects yung kanilang mga districts, hindi lang sa gusto nilang tumulong sa districts, kundi gusto nilang uh, mas malaking, uh, mas, mas malaki yung uh, project ng kapatid o kaya yung sarili nila. I'm thinking of writing uh, Malacanang ano, to point out or at least assist them to identify yung mga excessive na augmentation, realignments, at saka yung unconscionable or unreasonable na mga deductions. The Philippine Overseas Employment Administration to automatically extend the licenses of qualified recruitment agencies. The agency notes manning agencies were hit hard by the pandemic with at least 100 offices closing down temporarily. Meanwhile, the POEA says it has started working with dozens of manning agencies that are recruiting new hires for the healthcare industry abroad. This after the government officially lifted its overseas deployment ban on medical workers. U.S. President Trump signs a one-week stopgap funding bill to avoid a government shutdown by midnight. This gives lawmakers more time to reach an agreement on a COVID-19 relief package and on a broader $1.4 trillion spending bill for next year. But so far, stimulus talks remain at an impasse over critical sticking points, creating uncertainty over whether an agreement can be reached by December 18th, the deadline. 
Republicans have been pushing for a provision to shield businesses from lawsuits, which they argue are growing in the midst of the pandemic. Democrats largely oppose that measure as they fight for new federal funds for state and local governments that face laying off police, fire and public health officials due to decreased revenues. Meanwhile, U.S. President Donald Trump faces another setback in his quest to undo his election loss to President-elect Joe Biden. The Supreme Court has rejected the long-shot lawsuit filed by Texas, which is backed by Trump, seeking to throw out voting results in four states. These include Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, which all make up 62 electoral votes for Biden. The court said... Texas does not have the legal standing to sue those states. It also dismissed a similar appeal by Pennsylvania Republicans earlier this week. Trump's campaign and his allies had already lost in numerous lawsuits in state and federal courts, failing to present any evidence to back their claims of voter fraud. The Electoral College meets Monday to formally elect Biden as the next president. And that's Dateline Philippines Weekend. I'm Ray Musni. Thank you so much for joining us and keep it here on ANC.